Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Hello, strange world. Welcome to the Aldergate Papers. My name is Adrian Ward, and these singed and crumpled pages are my diary, a record of the final days of my former life. I remember almost nothing of the story they contain. All I know is that it ends with me very nearly being killed, and that it may not be entirely unrelated to some of the strange things that seem to be happening lately. If there's any truth in the odd fragments of memory that I just can't seem to shake, well, there are things you deserve to know. Things that may help you to understand what's going on, and what's coming. When we last left our hero, it looked rather as if we might never see him again. Imprisoned by unknown enemies, and haunted by whispers and shadows, the question was not whether he would die in darkness, but merely whether he would go entirely to pieces beforehand. When the diary resumes, however, he is a free man, or at least he is no longer locked in a basement. Why is he no longer locked in a basement? Well, that's quite another question. And a worrisome one. If there's one thing his great escape has shown, our hero's by himself, but not alone. This is Day 7, Part 1. The Self Unknown. It is the seventh day of the return to Aldergate. The time and place of writing is around four o'clock in the morning, at the kitchen table of the manse of the Vice-Chancellor. We begin. <sighs> it's all coming apart, isn't it? Or else it's all coming together, coming full circle. This first chapter of your second life at Aldergate tastes just like the end of Volume 1 did. That same sharp, bitter tang of death. 
except last time was an accident. Well, not an accident, but a tragedy. Hmm, there's a word. And Sammy, too, is a tragedy, no doubt. Perhaps a proper Greek one. If it's not hubris that laid her low, it's not because she denied it the opportunity. Tragedy upon tragedy. But not your tragedy. It wasn't your fault, either. But now, this time, it's you. And you've done it to yourself. You've hacked yourself to pieces. Amputated all the bits you couldn't bear to see destroyed. You left everything behind. Everything you've built. Or at least everything you've allowed your own two hands to touch. Ward holdings divested. Everything else you could be tied to. Legacy renounced. Yes. They used to tell you you were building a dream. You built your tower to the sun and beyond, a tower like none before it. And then, crack. Not one stone left upon another. And what did you do? <laughs> burned your bridges, burned your boats. Did it laughing, cause what of it? Fire cleanses, fire renews. Fire clears the way for a new foundation. And you could build again. Higher, better, more clever and more daring. Each new stone a finer stone than any you left behind. <sighs> but you can't leave Adrian Ward behind, self-old sport. And it's him that's coming undone. <sighs> it was never like this before. You were never like this. You've never been afraid of the dark. You've never been afraid of anything. Not really. <sighs> and really, you're not afraid of anything now. You're just... afraid. Is it part of your illness, this horror, this shadowy thing that haunts your ruined tower? It hasn't left, you know. It waits. It's very good at waiting. And when your mind's engaged in other things, it hides in the pattern of the wallpaper. But it's always there. Even in the daylight. Lurking just behind your eyes. <sighs> you can't be alone. It wouldn't be so bold with someone else about the place. But you've always been alone. <sighs> oh, come. What are you talking about? That's nonsense. You've never been alone. Not particularly. Not more than most people. 
don't believe your own bad press. Oh, the journos love you in the role of lone wolf. And it is a useful sort of reputation. Makes for easy explanation. Oh, that's just Ward being Ward. Prowling the borderlands of technology and finance. Making the kill before anybody else scents the prey. <sighs> Keeps them guessing. Helps them miss the obvious. Hmm, yes. Lone wolf. <laughs> and it annoys Tom the Usurper to no end. So there's that to its credit. <laughs> that flying solo piece in Entrepreneur. And when you bought out the twelfth floor of the AGB. Oh, everyone loved that. New York Magazine did that lonely at the top piece. Ward, the tragic figure, isolated by success. Wired did Fortress of Solitude. Ward, master of the universe in monastic seclusion from the mere mortals who could never understand. Rather a handy piece of work, to be known among your friends as a chap who hasn't got any. And no doubt mixed reviews are better than none at all. Hmm, the Financial Times raves. If you only pity one venture capitalist this year, choose Ward. Del Siever of the Wall Street Journal calls him a reserved loner, meaning an arsehole. Melly Block of the Washington Post calls him a confirmed bachelor, meaning homosexual. Tom calls you a lazy bastard who can't be bothered to make an effort. Bells calls you childish. Are you a child? Frightened by the monsters in the closet? Well, isn't that what monsters are meant for? Yes. Forget the monster neath your bed. Fear the monster in your head. <sighs> you woke up on the kitchen floor. At least, that's where you were when you were somewhere again. Bruised and torn, left hand leaking, reeking of sherry, coated in filth, slick and cloyed in a puddle of chilly sweat. What time was that? There was light, twilight, when you autopiloted up to take that bath you'd promised yourself. And then you fell asleep again. Passed out. Must have done. The water was scalding hot when you drew it, but when you got out your teeth were chattering like dice in a cup. You were still wearing Sir Reggie's dressing gown. Must have figured it needed the wash as badly as you did. Anyhow, you wrung out the robe and tipped the water out of his poor old pipe and left them both on a radiator to dry. Then you wrapped up in a duvet and wandered. Yes, just wandered. Upstairs and downstairs, all round the manse. Stood for minutes on end in rooms you've never been in before and can't really remember now. Looked at all the things. 
the portraits and pictures and mementos of the centuries. For a while. How long you can't recall. Not all there, but not completely absent. Just a silent passenger on an aimless and incomprehensible journey. Your old notepad, a weak old mind, it's been in the wars, and no mistake. You found a new one in Sir Reggie's private office, and a well-used pencil, too. Took them with you. Now here they are, side by side, old journal and new journal. These stained, vile, battered pages full of your fear and your foolishness. These fine, clean, innocent pages, just waiting for you to happen to them. Why do you find that thought so horrifying? Hmm. It's morning now. Dark, but morning. It's your inauguration day. The basement door is closed and locked, the same odd little code lock as the one on the other side. Were you ever really down there at all? <sighs> For that matter, where are you now, eh, self malad? The outside of your body is wrapped in a blanket and slumped on a wooden chair. The inside is struggling fitfully with old wine and recent cheese. But where is your mind? Way out in the water, see it drowning. Look, Adrian, see Adrian drown. Drown, Adrian, drown. You were on that side of the door. You're on this side now. Who are you, self, when you're not you? <sighs> yes, that question does seem more than usually pressing. Seems some things can't be left behind. Can't be ignored, either. Not anymore. You'll have to start stalking yourself again. Well, your phone's no good for phoning here, but the GPS seems all right. <laughs> it's funny. You wrote the Pocket Stalker app almost a year ago, and you've been trying desperately to ignore it ever since. You really do hate it at the most fundamental level. It just sits there on your phone like a permanent missed call from someone you feel guilty about avoiding. Hmm. Suppose, in a sense, that's precisely what it is. Still, you've done an amazing job of forgetting it exists. Your eyes glide over the icon without it even registering. It takes an effort just to look at it, and the thought of actually opening it again pinches you in the gut, like when you nearly tip a chair over backwards. 
You are that viscerally appalled by the idea of confronting this, this other ward, the uninvited guest who takes you off on walkabout. There. Pockerstalk activated. Nothing to do now but forget all about it again. Until next time. Huh. Oh. And to think, it was almost fun at first. Following your little time-stamped dot about Manhattan, seeing if it did anything you didn't remember asking it to. And then, one unremarkable Thursday, you sat down at your desk with a bagel and a pile of prospectuses, and... Blip. You're in a coffee shop halfway across town. Three hours had come and gone without you. Perhaps that's where you got your taste for detective work, eh? Mystery begins at home. And you were such a good, thorough little sleuth about it. Made your notes, thought long and hard whilst staring at the ceiling, and, well, waiting for the next episode. And the next. And the one after that. Yes. The next six months produced a veritable miniseries, which you dutifully chronicled and fretted over. Never made head nor tail of it at the time. Wonder if a bit more hindsight might do the trick. Perhaps something about it's clearer now. Hmm. Diarist's note, and it's a note to self as much as anything. I don't think I ever really took this self-investigation seriously before. Or, rather, not the right sort of seriously. I'd always considered my little eccentricities as essentially meaningless, except as, well, symptoms, without rhyme or reason of their own. In light of subsequent events, however, well, even from the little I can recall, these early incidents do take on rather grave significance. Hmm. Whatever they mean, and for whatever they may be worth, here they are. Episode 1 Departure, 7.48 a.m., whilst spreading cream cheese in the penthouse office in Ward Tower, the Financial District, Island of Manhattan, New York, New York. Arrival, 11.02 a.m., at a table in Café Reggio, just off 6th Avenue. Itinerary. From Ward Tower to the Film Forum Theatre in Soho, apparently. Travelled by road. No record from car service, so probably a taxi. Website says they were having a Hammer Horror Festival at the time. Sounds quite fun. Anyhow, GPS signal lost while you're inside the theatre. Returns about 45 minutes later, at which time you walked from the theatre to the café. You purchased a double espresso and drank about half of it before coming round. Hmm. Side note. You bought the coffee on credit, but it's not clear how you purchased your ticket at the theatre. Not on credit, and no record of cash withdrawal. 
no receipts or stubs in your pocket. Does other ward sneak into movie theaters without paying? Well, at least he didn't waste your money, since he doesn't seem to have much enjoyed the picture. Hmm. Yes. That brings us to episode number two. Departure. 11.22pm, whilst brushing your teeth and listening to Frank's wild years. Shea Ward, floor 12 of the AGB, Upper West Side, etc. Arrival. 1.18am. Bench in Washington Square Park, chewing an inordinately large mouthful of chewing gum. Bubble mint flavor. Itinerary. Leave toothpaste uncapped and laptop open. Put on blue jeans and San Antonio Spurs 2014 championship commemorative t-shirt. Running shoes, no socks. Traveled by road to the corner of West 4th and Washington Square Plaza. No record from car service, so probably a taxi. Spent over an hour walking slowly around the plaza. Clockwise. Stopped at bench two minutes before wake-up. Hmm. GPS data do not reveal exactly when you decided to stuff your face with gum. Usually don't touch the stuff. This is from a pack that Bills had left behind a week or so earlier. One of those plastic cup things, where the gum comes in little cubes. You'd left the container back at home, which raises an additional semi-mystery. It was still fresh enough to taste when you came to, so you must have just carried the loose gum cubes along with you. Other Ward is an unusual fellow. Hmm. Moving on. Episode number three. Departure. 1.07 p.m. Whilst walking back to the office after lunch with Tom at Champ's Deli. Arrival, 2.11 p.m., in the service queue at the Five Guys on LaGuardia, munching complimentary peanuts. Itinerary. Walked right past Ward Tower and carried on up Broadway. Traveled by road to the corner of Barclay, again no record from car service, so probably taxi. Proceeded on foot to the Shrine Church of St. Anthony of Padua. Went inside. GPS signal lost. Left approximately one half hour later. Walked a couple of blocks to Five Guys. Don't seem to have ordered anything. Just started gorging on peanuts. Hmm. <sighs> right. Episode number four. Departure, 10.56am, from the office, halfway through your second cinnamon donut from the box that Tom's girlfriend at the moment had brought in. Arrival, 2.31pm, at Film Forum in Soho, again. Itinerary, left office, travelled by road, probably taxi. Arrived at the theatre, Errol Flynn Marathon in progress. Wake up in the back row during Captain Blood. Drop half a box of junior mints all over the floor. Receive dirty looks. Slink out. 
Well, the good news is that at least this time other ward paid what he owed. Receipt for ticket and candy in right trouser pocket. The bad news is that said receipt is time-stamped 2.24 p.m., so what other ward was up to for all but the last few minutes of his little outing remains a mystery. And then, episode number five. Departure. 5.20 a.m. whilst on your way to the office. Arrival. 9.06 a.m. at the Bardo at Trump Soho, feeling ill. Itinerary. You deviated from your usual route on Lincoln Highway, near Pier 81. Unscheduled detour onto Canal Street. You considered asking your driver about it, but at this point you were already a bit nervous about rumors of your eccentricities leaking out. Anyhow, you disembarked on the corner of Renwick, walked up to Spring Street, and entered the hotel. GPS went in and out over the next few hours, and then you woke up at the bar, staring at the remains of the filthiest martini you've ever tasted. Credit card record suggests it was your third of the morning. No wonder you weren't feeling too rosy. Other Ward is a fellow of exuberant appetites, and unfortunately he uses your stomach to indulge them. Well, there you have it. Know thyself, eh? Easier said than done. Apart from being a big fan of classic cinema, this shadow you remains very much an enigma. And so, alas, does the cue or trigger that summons him into being. You did your best to invite him back, recreated the circumstances of previous walkabouts, trying to induce another one. Then at least you'd know, eh? You brushed your gums raw with Tom Waits blaring in your ears. You gorged yourself on toroids. All for naught. And then it just stopped. A month passed without incident, and then another. At some point you restarted your phone and forgot to restart Pockerstalk. Then, barely two weeks ago, you went to sleep twelve stories above the streets of Manhattan, and woke up thirty feet beneath the surface of the Hudson River. Yes. <sighs> no electronic record for that one. Not that you had your phone with you in any case. But, <sighs> episode number six. Departure. Sometime after 1 a.m.-ish, from the comfort and safety of your own bloody bed. Arrival. A bit after 4 a.m., full fathom five and fifty yards from shore. Itinerary. <sighs> Who can say? You were naked when you clawed yourself out of the drink, but you can't very well have made your way across town in that state. That sort of thing draws attention. If you weren't such a clothes horse, perhaps you could have figured out what's missing. Anyhow, no clothes means no pockets, no receipts, no clues. You could have been at a black-tie gala or a warehouse rave. 
Whatever you did before jumping into that unbelievably foul-tasting river, it was nearly your last act on Earth. <sighs> Who is Otherward, eh, self? What is he up to, and what ought you to do about him? Skiving off work to catch a movie is one thing, but getting blotto before lunchtime has never been your style, and skinny dipping off Pier 40 is hardly what you call acceptable behavior in an uninvited guest. Who is he? What does he want? And why did he have to follow you to Altergate? Honestly, would it be the end of the world if... <laughs> Ah. The journal breaks off rather hurriedly here. <laughs> I seem to have snapped my pencil lead. We resume a few lines down, in a coarser hand. <sighs> well, that's all right, then. You've hit the snooze button on Deadman. No need to rush, really. You'd hours left on the clock. <laughs> You're seriously rethinking the wisdom of having rigged the twisting thing in the first place. Suppose you fall and hit your head or something. Suppose you lock yourself in another cellar. Anyhow, it's hardly an effective deterrent at the moment, considering you haven't told them about it yet. But suppose you do tell them, what happens then? <sighs> yes, that's a tricky spot of timing. Tip them off before they decide to scrag you, and you'll panic them into desperation, and who knows what they'll do. Leave it too late, and, well, it'll be too late. You'll get edited out of existence, and a few sunsets later... <sighs> well, better keep an eye on Voxen. Interpret it the best you can. Ah. Well. So, it's happening at last. The end game's begun. The Vox Inordita has gone dead silent. About you, that is. The boards are going mad, but Sibling can't sniff out a single likely mention of naughty brother Hadrian in the past twelve hours. Well, that's it, then. There will be a conclave, and you will be the only item on the agenda. Whatever are they going to do with you? <sighs> and, of course, then there's the rest of the world. And oh, how it missed you during your little staycation in the manse's awful cellar. Seven emails from Baz, each more cheerfully frantic than the last. And oh, look, one from Kirk Bryce. Not encrypted, small mercies, but it seems he's going to be, ahem, <clears throat> kicking it with the Brits for the foreseeable future.
Drinks, it appears, are on him. Dash it all. What the twist is he after? This is Tom the Usurper's idea to create some sort of lobbying shop inside Altergate. He picked the wrong bloody liaison. Well, that's a headache for another day. <sighs> right now, you've got to talk Baz down from the ledge. She probably thinks you've done a runner. Got cold feet at the last moment, what? It is an option. No? So be it. In that case, you'd best let her know that you're alive and well and ready to shoulder the responsibilities of Vice-Chancellorhood. See you soon, you poor, unsuspecting pages. Little Adrian's got to go make history now, but he promises to tell you all about it. Well then, so dawns another day, and our hero, whoever he may be, and whatever may be the matter with him, must arise to meet it. He's escaped from a grim and desolate frying pan. How will he fare in the fire that awaits? We shall just have to see, shan't we? Join me every second Sunday at thealtergatepapers.com. Find the Altergate Papers on Apple Podcasts as well. And spread the word, won't you? This may be my story, but I fear that it's likely to become everybody's problem. Until next time, I am and shall remain your humble servant, Adrian Ward. You're listening to Tuesday Terrors on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is our weekly anthology for science fiction and fantasy as Lothar Tuppen brings you Wednesday Wonders. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of amazing audio or find the Wednesday Wonders feed in your favorite podcast player. And thank you for listening, everybody. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.